If I offered you two different pairs of jeans and I told you that you can only wear one of them, you could probably decide in two seconds. But what if I offered you a thousand pairs of jeans and they're all slightly different and I said you can only wear one of these for the next 12 months straight. This will be your go-to pant of choice. What are you going to do? How do you even start to choose? That's exactly what I felt like when I was combing through thousands of listings whenever we were moving to a new apartment. I would spend hours a day stressing about, is this apartment in a good neighborhood? Is it going to accommodate my dogs? Does it fit my budget? I didn't know any of these. And the worst part is most of the listings didn't even tick all of my boxes. That is why Apartments.com is your best place to look for your new home. Apartments.com lets you filter your search based on whether you have pets, if you want a balcony, built-in AC, whatever it is that you're looking for. The website remembers your search so that you don't have to keep filtering every time you come back. And Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, meaning no matter how specific your needs are, they got you. And your instant alerts mean that you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. So if you're looking for a new place to call home, head over to Apartments.com, apartments.com, the place to find a place. A bada bing bada bam. Welcome to this week's Bacon a Mystery, Bacon a Murder episode. And I just want to preface this by saying the only mystery is why the fork my fiance really watched wanted me to watch this. That's the <laughs> mystery here. Why were you so obsessed? You haven't even watched it yourself. Yeah, but I've heard so much about this. Okay. And when I found out it was on Netflix, like I was shocked. You're shocked. Yeah. So instead of me watching it, I was like, you should watch it and tell me about it. Because there's 33 episodes in this entire show. So this was my very first official C-drama. And let me just tell you right freaking now, it was a freaking trip. The name is The Love Between the Fairy and the Devil. Oof. But what's yes. funny yes. is the Chinese name is completely yeah. different. What's the Chinese name? It's a very name? cool name. Oh. I forgot. Like, but it's so totally different. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things got lost in translation <laughs> because cool is not really the word that I would associate with this show. It's like a lot of fun. It's goofy. It's lighthearted. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Akatar in the fact that it's got all the tropes there. It's got the fairies. It's got the love triangle. The dumb girl who's kind of dumb, not kind of dumb, but then is probably gonna like be a powerful person later on. It's got that. And it doesn't act like it's anything else but that. It like knows that it's a walking trope and it embraces it. And you know what? I love a good trope. So let's get into the world building. It's a fantasy series, all right? So there are three realms in this world with the fairy and the devil, okay? So you have the fairy realm. You have the moon, like the moon, you know? What the the okay. moon in the sky, that realm. You've got the mortal realm. And for the longest time, they all coexisted in harmonic bliss right? Until they didn't. And it all starts with a guy named Elliot. Elliot sounds like a regular dude. He sounds like Sophia Ritchie's husband. His name is not Elliot in the show. His name is, what is his name? Dongfang Qingcang. Exactly, what does that mean? I asked him, hey babe, what does that mean? Maybe I can use the translation, right? And he said, it means east side. Pine tree. East side pine tree. And I was like, that's a crazy gang name, honestly. That's my buddy, east side pine tree. Um, we're gonna call him Elliot. Elliot is the moon supreme leader. Think of him as like the high lord of the moon realm. And here's what we know about him. He has no emotions. And that's not like people saying like, oh, that guy has no emotions. He's so cold hearted. He literally has no emotions, like medically speaking. Mm -hmm. You could probably cut him up if he wasn't an immortal. 
and see that he has no emotions. <laughs> he killed his own father to take the position as the High Lord of the Moon Realm. This is like, this is pretty intense. Is he hot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's hot. Well, I think he's supposed to be hot. <laughs> yeah, he's popular. He's, okay. He's very like hot yeah. right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really into like the... You're that. not into his look? I don't know about his look. But we look very similar. Is <laughs> <laughs> it good? No, I'm not into the um like in the show, uh -huh. he's really like facial expressionless. You know, it's just not my style. Mm. I think it's a look, I think it's the period piece. Period piece as if this is a historical drama, okay? But like, you know, back in the day they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like, you know, it, it's really? hard to say. It's hard to say. And so with this newfound power, Elliot, Eastside Elliot, he led the moon soldiers to just wreak havoc on all the realms. Looting, wrecking the realms, taking over the realms. The fairy realm, they could defend themselves because they're fairies, they've got magical powers. Do we know what kind of magical powers? No. Okay, so yeah. fairy is like a nice god. Moons are like evil gods? Yeah. And yeah. then there's mortals. Okay, yes, but then it. there's also like sub-realms. There's a lot of other realms with either fairies or some sort of magical beings, but these are like the three, three major massive realms that take over most of the land. Now, the fairy realm, they're magical creatures. It's said that they're connected with like the heavenly gods. So like you said, they're good, good immortals. Mm. But they're not, they're not by design only allowed to do good. I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of bad ones in them, right? Yeah. So Elliot rules the moon realm, but who's gonna protect the mortals when he starts taking over their land, when he starts looting and killing them? And that's what he does. The situation escalates until there's a woman, well, a goddess, the goddess of war, Lady Chidi. She's part of the fairy realm. She takes the biggest sacrifice. She ties her soul with Elliot's soul and dies with him, trapping him and her soul along with a hundred thousand of his demon soldiers. But she didn't realize. She thought as long as she tied her souls with Elliot and then they both died, they would be both be dead, right? Mm -hmm. the, the High Lord of the Moon Realm, their spirits never die. It's impossible. Uh -huh. So his soul could never die. He could only go into hibernation. And once he wakes back up in the world, I mean, he's at risk again. Everyone is at risk again. And when he comes back, Lady Chidi will probably come back as their souls are intertwined. And yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. Well, so they're both sleeping right now, yeah. but they're going to return. Yeah, but they're not like sleeping together, at least not yet, right? I feel like they might. We don't know. Okay. So at least that's what the legend says. This happened 30,000 years ago. 30,000 years ago. And the legend also says that only goddess X is the only one that can prevent the, the moon high lord from rising again from the dust. But goddess X? Yeah, but she's vanished. She's gone MIA. Wait, wait, I'm so sorry. Goddess X is a known god or a known god? Oh, wait. she's known. Oh, yeah. her name is X. Yeah, X something, but I don't know what she's the goddess of, but she's a goddess. Oh, okay. But this is different from like Lady Chidi. The okay. one that sacrificed herself. Okay. This is probably like the most powerful goddess in all of the realms, but she's gone. Okay. She's like on vacation for the past 30,000 years. So everyone's like, what the hell lady? I thought you had a job, right? So we get introduced to the fairy realm and I just want to say the CGI on this show is, 
It's really something. So many <laughs> points while I'm watching this show, I wanted to Google behind the scenes because I'm like, I swear to God, everyone's standing in front of a green screen. Like the whole show. There is not one part of the show where I don't think they're standing in front of a green screen. Yo, obviously. I mean, <laughs> What do you think? No, they're no. on the moon right now? <laughs> But sometimes, you know how like shows, they'll recreate a set and then do like the green screen in the back. Oh. But like the foundation of the building might still be there, right? Uh -huh. okay. No, no, no. It wasn't that vibe at all. Okay. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm talking like they are in their basement in front of a green screen type of vibe. Always shooketh. Everything in this show is giving spring court, but like on drugs. It's wild. It's a fever dream. <laughs> I'm talking the fairy world. But it's fun though. <laughs> yes, it's fun. <laughs> the, the fairy world. <laughs> It's just like levitating houses in pink clouds. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you, okay? You would just get this big zoned out picture and it's pink cotton candy clouds. Like I'm talking uh, my backdrop, backdrop level. <laughs> this is what the show is. You're in, you're in uh, what is it, fairy. I'm in the fairy realm, okay? And then you would just see this like levitating. <laughs> levitating moon <laughs> cloud? <laughs> Oh my god, we're in the moon realm. This yeah. is stupid. Then you would just see this like levitating home with the bridge. And then the way... <laughs> the way that fairies transport is they fly, okay? Uh -huh. But this is how they fly. <laughs> I've seen like... Um People make fun of these C dramas on TikTok yeah, before. It's yeah. like it's so hilarious. Yeah. Like some some of them just like all standing there, not moving. The background's like shoo 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 yes. shoo moving. Yes. Sometimes their hair isn't even moving, yeah. but they're like oh, going the speed of light. I'm like, what's yeah, going on right now? Funny. Yeah. They all just like stand like this and arrive at your house that's levitating in a pink cloud, and then they ring a little bell, ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, like a ding dong. They have doorbells. It's like one of those real bells, like the cow bells, like. I don't know what bells make, okay? It's a fever dream. Don't watch this when you're not sober because you're gonna have multiple trips. The sky is perpetually pink. Everything is pretty. I will give them that. And all the fairies wear just like white dresses <laughs> and like white ribbons in their hair. Do you see the theme today? And they roam around. Now, Orchid is the first one. That's her name, Orchid. That's the first fairy that we are introduced to. And outside of her fairy mansion, we see this giant tree that's also levitating. It's like in her backyard. Her backyard is levitating. This tree is no ordinary tree. It's a tree where every single leaf is someone's destiny book. Oh yeah, someone's destiny. It's that's their cool. lives, it's their fate. And her job in the fairy realm is to organize them, is to repair broken destiny books, is to keep them safe, to keep logs of all of them, keep track of them, make sure to give them out to people when they request their destiny book. But like, by the way, most fairies, when they look at their destiny book, they can't do anything. They can only look at their destiny book. And most fairies are not allowed to look at their own destiny book. So she's like the keeper of everyone's destinies. And I mean, she's kind of a glorified bookkeeper, but it's a big job, you know? So there's two rules that she has to follow, which is the fact that you can never, ever interfere with destiny. It doesn't matter how much you want to, how heartbreaking it would be if you didn't interfere and you watched your loved ones die. You cannot interfere with destiny or else the heavenly gods will come after you. The second thing is, without being allowed to, so 
it seems like someone like there's high high immortals that's what they call them like the high court of the fairy realm they run this shit so unless you get written permission you cannot grab your destiny leaf you cannot take your destiny leaf off of this little island you have to come and give her permission slip like a little hall pass mm. like hey the high high immortals allowed me to grab my destiny book but even if you grab your destiny book you can't really look into it most fairies can't it takes a high level of skill most fairies can't change it alter it like it's just a leaf really mm. unless you're like a high immortal immortal mm. yeah otherwise it's just a leaf right so her mentor her very very drunk mentor that we see for two seconds before she leaves is aurora and she is the immortal that's in charge of all the destiny books and she's constantly bored out of her freaking mind so one day wait so so orchid yeah. has a boss yeah called Aurora. Aurora. She's yeah. in charge. She's the god of destiny. Yeah. And um, Orchid is just a little employee. Yeah, basically. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, she doesn't even really know how to repair destiny books that well. She just knows how to like read destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if it's a major repair, she can't even do it. She's been training for the past 500 years though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about mastery. So one day Orchid wakes up. And her master has already taught her the basics, and she's freaking gone. Aurora leaves to go fuck around in the mortal world. Yeah. And she leaves for another 500 years. <laughs> okay, 500 years. We find out that Orchid is 1,500 years old. So this is like two thirds of her life just gone, just training, and then Aurora is gone. I mean, she looks 21 though, perpetually, so that's great. But here's the catch. Orchid is actually technically not immortal, at least not yet. So I guess that means she is susceptible to death. Someone can come and kill her, but it's not like she's gonna plop dead of old age, but she can be killed. And I'm not sure why or how, but we gather clues that she is still yet to pass her immortal exams. So she wasn't born immortal. She was actually born a flower. That's why her name is Orchid. Oh, she's a little flower. So in this world, I believe that every object has a spirit inside. So every flower has a spirit inside. But Orchid was one that grew into a human form, mm-hmm. was able to get a human form. Yeah. So technically she can die, but it also depends on her flower roots. If her flower roots die, she's dead. dead. She's dead dead. Yeah. Oh, there's no coming back. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as they're roots, she can regrow. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. You know how Aurora loves getting drunk, her mentor? Yeah. Her mentor accidentally spilled a bunch of alcohol on her roots. So her roots are a little bit shaky, shaky. Okay. In whose roots? Orchid's roots. Has alcohol in there. Yeah. So the mentor <laughs> got drunk and tipped over like a glass of soju <laughs> and it was in Aurora's roots. <laughs> and now Aurora has to spend her whole monthly paycheck buying um, Chinese herbal medicine to pour into her roots. To fix her roots, you know what I mean? (laughs) I think it's in her. Yeah, I don't know where her roots are, but she keeps mentioning, I gotta buy it for my roots. (laughs) (laughs) This is so bizarre. It's really bizarre, okay? Now, Orchid has been alone on this island where she repairs Destiny books for the past 500 years. She starts losing her goddamn mind. She starts talking to the other flowers on a daily basis. And all she does is dream about leaving the Destiny Island and joining the god of war. So Chidi is the goddess of war. She's long gone. That's like 30,000 years ago. 
the god of war is this dude named Lord Cornelius. Okay. Lord Cornelius has no facial expressions in the whole show. Just keep that in mind. I don't know about it in real life, but in the show, no facial expressions. Is he hot? Again, questionable. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna let you. I'm gonna let yeah, you decide. On, yeah, okay, like, if you. <laughs> honey, also, I just want to say. Yeah. These are probably the most popular actors in China no, right now. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's the show. I think it's the lines they're given, and I think that it's the costume and makeup. But it's also their acting skills. No. <laughs> no, I think everyone would have played it like this. They played it well. <laughs> I think this was. It's supposed to be comedy. <laughs> it's not a comedy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. It also, is. I really hope people like this these C dramas because <laughs> I'm having a blast. <laughs> it's so funny. I gotta show you the cast, oh, okay? Man. I gotta show you guys. I'm never. Bro, I'm seen waiting it. for the one of these days for you to get into Monkey Kings and stuff. Wait, <laughs> Elliot East is Dylan Wang. That's Dylan Wang. You know Dylan Wang? Bro, I know Dylan Wang. How do you know Dylan Wang? Oh, I don't know. Everybody knows Dylan Wang. Let me see. You don't know Dylan Wang? I told you about Dylan Wang. What are you saying? <gasps> like he looks so different. See, that's what I'm saying. Like when you go into these like costume makeups, it's very hard to tell because he looks like a dashing young man. He looks spectacular. He's very handsome. Okay. Who is this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but then in the show, in the show, it gets really weird. You know what I mean? He looks cool. You know oh. some like so these are like uh, like ancient shows right yeah. like ancient aesthetics. Not every actor looks good in that kind of um, makeup and hairstyles. Yeah. And he actually looks cool. Um, this be this be Lord Cornelius. Let me see the war of. He does look a little stiff. But I think that's okay. the point of the show okay. because all of the men. It's not one man in here that's stiff. All of the men give the stiff vibe. So I think mm. it's the point of the show. Don't come for me, Dylan Wang fans. I like him. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. It's just a lot. Oh, anyway, it's unclear if Lord Cornelius even knows this girl. If they dated, it's like really unclear. Or if the flowers have gotten to her head and she's lost her mind from the isolation. But we do see Lord Cornelius appear before the emperor to talk about the Ho Tian Tower. Okay. Wait, wait, who appear where? Lord Cornelius. He's got his own scenes. You know what I mean? Okay. So he appears before the emperor, and they all have a sign that they do, and it's something like this. Okay. This is how they say hello to the emperor. All right. Some shit like this. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about the Ho Tian Tower. It's where both Elliot and Lady Chidi's bodies have been kept sealed. The Ho Tian Tower actually holds a lot of like the evil people's souls, and they're locked up there by this massive seal, this barrier that's invisible to mortals. But the highest of the immortals of the fairy realm have built this. Think like the Hogwarts scene, where they're protecting Hogwarts. You know. This was thirty thousand years ago, so their bodies have been sealed for quite a bit of time. And Lord Cornelius, being the god of war, he helped assist in sealing their bodies and their souls. The tower to keep the two souls and bodies was sealed by some of the most powerful immortals that had come together. In terms of safety, Emperor, it is nearly impossible to break or unseal. Why would they want to unseal that? Well, there is an issue at the tower. I'm sorry. What? What do you mean? Although Elliot's body is trapped, his spirit is not. He has pounded against our forces every single day for the past thirty thousand years, and it has loosened the seal. If his spirit were able to escape, we would all be in danger. All of the realms. 
That is why I called you back. To strengthen the seal with the help of the high immortals. Okay. Okay. So meanwhile, we get this juxtaposition. He's got a real job. And then back at Orchid's little island, she's visited by a bunch of mean girls. So everyone in the fairy realm, they have to live where they're instructed to live. So Orchid, she can go visit other people's little houses. She can go into like the city which is called the Fountain Palace. The Fountain Palace is where like all the High Lords live. And then all the girls that get to live there are basically Nepo babies. And like you have, you have to be asked to live at the Fountain Palace. Mm. So these are girls from the Fountain Palace that show up to run errands for the High Immortals. So they've got little request slips for some of the Destiny books. Yeah. Wait, so is Orchid the female lead? Yeah. She'd be the female lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's actually funny, something I heard about the female lead and the male lead, Dylan Wang, on this one, is um, we talked about this very briefly in a mukbang. It's unclear if they love each other or hate each other. So it seems like all of China ships them after this drama. And when they're talking, when they're doing press tours, they're constantly bickering, but it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like that's part of the script. It feels like they genuinely are fighting. And it's like, do they hate each other? Or do they like each other so much they're constantly bickering? Yeah. yeah. They're very funny. Oh, you yeah. should do a mukbang episode on them. Oh, yeah. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So she goes to grab the Destiny books that were requested, and when she comes to hand it over, she overhears the mean girls talking about how Lord Cornelius is back. Orchid tries to ask more questions about it, but they tell her she's a nobody. She's a little peach blossom. What's your name? Rose, Lilac, Lavender. And she's like, I'm an Orchid. <laughs> okay, well you're a loser, left on this lonely little island to repair Destiny books. Okay, you're basically a retail worker, and Lord Cornelius is not even in your realm. We are ladies from the Fountain Palace. They say that, and then they just fly away like this, okay? All five of them. And we see Orchid dress up, and she's gonna go and try and meet with Lord Cornelius. It's giving K-drama. She's the quirky little girl that trips on her way to say hi in the forest, and he lends her a helping hand, but he doesn't say a single word, which is kind of creepy if you think about it in real life. She's literally running through the forest to say hi to him uh -huh. with a basket of flowers. Oh, she did trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, and okay. it was Lord Cornelia who caught her. <laughs> Cornelia, yeah, basically. Uh -huh. Yeah, she didn't even trip. You want me to tell you what happened? Yeah. She was flying through the forest very elegantly, yeah. and there was a vine hanging like this, and she basically got caught on her neck and started choking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What the right in front of his face after she tried to fly elegantly like this. <laughs> yeah. And then he gave her a helping hand, and he doesn't say anything. He just tries to walk away. But she's all like, wait, Lord Cornelius, I brought you some flowers. Thank you. But I'm good. It's not really, it, it is my job to win the enemies over. I am the god of war, so you don't have to thank me. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't for your latest trip. I don't know if you remember, but 1,500 years ago, I was just an orchid in the, the Destiny Hall. When I was being transformed into a fairy there, 
there was alcohol spilled all over my roots. And my mentor didn't want to keep me, but for some reason that same day you came to the hall and you convinced Aurora to keep me. That's why I'm here in the human form. You're Aww. the reason I'm alive. That's sweet. So? So, I wanted to thank you in person. You are my savior, basically. So these flowers are for you. There's no need. I don't even remember. Oh, you don't remember? Okay. I'm sorry, sorry. I think I was just bothering you. Wait. She turns back around and he grabs a little white flower from her basket and all the little flowers in her hair start blooming like crazy. And he walks off, but she spots this little blue teardrop stone left on the grass. It looks like some sort of crystal. Wait, sir, Lord Cornelius, you dropped your spirit stone. It's not my spirit stone. You've already scared all the fireflies away. That's a magical firefly stone. It's just an ordinary stone now. It's useless to keep it. You can just discard it. He walks off, but Orchid is Dolulu. She smiles to herself. And by the way, I just want to mention something about this show. Okay, the dialogue is nuts in the best way possible. And we learn everything, not by the way the characters are acting, but because Orchid has this... Uh, this tendency to talk to herself nonstop, okay? <laughs> so she turns around with this stone and she goes, not only did he accept my flowers, but he gifted me a spirit stone! <laughs> his spirit stone! He wants his spirit to be with me! Oh my god, is this destiny? Oh my god, it's destiny. My palms are moist. No. Wait, what's a spirit stone? <laughs> Literally, it's like cash. <laughs> oh, okay. So spirit stones, they're like stones that can either either like answer questions for you or like they'll do things. Oh. Sometimes they have fireflies in there and like you can do things with the fireflies. But oh. you can also barter them. It's like cash. Okay, okay. So you actually use spirit stones to buy things. Okay. Yeah. So he like gave her a five dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Okay. I don't know. Everyone's lost their minds in this show and I've completely lost my mind because I couldn't stop watching. It's actually really good. I can't wait for this to be over so I can go back upstairs and start watching again. <laughs> so back at the main palace of the Fae, where all the main girls live in the courts, Orchid is running errands today. She goes to submit her destiny leaf to the Fountain Palace, meaning she is requesting to take the immortal exam this year. It's like the high school exam, the college entrance exam. Her application to take the exam is accepted, but she still needs to go back home and she needs to resume her studies for like the rest of the semester, the rest of the summer. And all her little flower spirit friends show up and they're helping her cram for the exam. And everyone is telling her, you just wanna to go to the Fountain Palace because you wanna run into Lord Cornelius. What? No, that's not why. I've always wanted to be at the Fountain Palace. It's because of Lord Cornelius. And you know what, Orchid? We don't want to say anything to you because we're your friends, but we think it's weird that you're changing your whole life just to be around a guy. Besides, do you even know who you're up against? Who? Donnie, the most beautiful fae in the realm, and her father is a supreme leader. Okay, sounds like a cult, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, her father is a supreme leader. And who's your dad, Orchid? My dad? Is a flower. Orchid. We don't have parents. Oh my god. We're all flower spirits. It's giving... Bro. Bro it's like too much. We're nobody compared to the nobles. Orchid pulls out the teardrop stone. This is the magical firefly stone. It takes 10,000 years to create one. Lord Cornelius gifted it to me. <laughs> 
Orchid, the fireflies inside are all gone. It's no longer a magical firefly stone. It's just a stone. I don't think... Look, all we're trying to say, Orchid, is it's, it, it's time to accept our fates, right? You can't just spend your life pining after this guy. We've watched you for the past 1,000 years talk about this guy. But right then and there, her bracelet starts vibrating like her phone. It's like, ring, ring. <sighs> and she runs to the destiny tree and she spots a leaf that's also vibrating. The leaf is shaken, okay? Only the leaf, one leaf, feels the wind. And she's like, ah! no, can I just say something about this? I love this drama. But let me tell you, if you don't like, I know some of you guys don't like when I make noises, okay? The noises in this drama, everything is, hmm? <laughs> Even when she's fixing a destiny book, she's like, <laughs> Oh my god, you're so bro, good. You're bro, so good. Bro, he be saying some weird shit and she's like, hmm? <laughs> I'm like, okay. You're so good. Bro, it's a lot. Bro, you are born to do this. Your voice matches perfectly. I can see it. Bro. I hear it. Bro, it was, it was like for me, I love this shit. You should do it. Whenever she's like, mm -hmm, you should act it out. So basically, she's at the tree and she goes, <sighs> Lord Cornelius's leaf? That's so strange. Usually the destiny of a high immortal is very stable. Hmm. And then she grabs the leaf. I'm gonna die. I can't do it. She grabs the leaf. Oh, okay, no. She just like does her hand like this and the leaf levitates to her hand and she starts repairing it. And briefly, very briefly, she sees him dying. Lord Cornelius is dying. Dead. D-E-A-D. Uh, okay? And it looks like he's gonna die tonight. She looks at the leaf, and you know how leaves have the middle line that runs through? It's broken! The lifeline is broken! His fate is to die as an immortal. Well, I mean, you're shit out of luck right then. So on the high immortal side of town, Lord Corncorn is getting ready to break into the Hotian Tower. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so Lord Cornelius, now we get to see him, because he's about to die, right? Yeah. And he's getting ready to not break into the Hotian Tower, but like reseal the Hotian Tower. Oh, this scene is so unhinged. This scene, I had to stop multiple times and show him because it's a bunch of dudes with long hair. And there's nothing wrong with guys having long hair, but like, it's definitely uh -huh. giving like the fantasy drama. It, there's like a hundred of them wearing the same exact white robes. And that's not the part that's alarming. It's the part that they're all flying to the tower together and they're all just like... <laughs> yes. The classic C drama CGI. And then they form a grid. And then they're all just going, oh, yes, and I'm like, yes. am I watching a manga or am I watching an anime? I love animes, by the way, but it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, okay? It was a lot to take in. So they need to repair the barrier. It's, it's giving Hogwarts scene where everyone is fixing the barrier around the school. It's a lot. Meanwhile, Orchid is praying and she's watching the leaf. She's waiting for the lifeline to repair itself. He's a high, high immortal. He can't die. But in that moment, the sky starts to thunder. She knows she needs to do something now. But the words of her teacher remind her, 
Those who repair destiny books can never alter or change the course of fate. You can never tell anyone of their fates, or else you will have the wrath of the heavens come down on you. But she can't just sit back and do nothing. We see in that moment, as Lord Cornelius is with all the other high immortals repairing the barrier, the barrier is fighting back and throwing them all back with like these glowing orbs of force and light. It's like smashing into them, okay? Very magical. And uh, Orchid appears in a white opera mask. A what? Yeah, so this is how she flies in. <laughs> okay, this is how she flies in, in front of Lord Cornelius, and she's just levitating in front of him with a mask on. Uh -huh. He definitely doesn't know who that is, right? <laughs> and she's like taking all the shots for him, and he's just like, what's wrong with this girl? And right as the orbs are flying towards her, a hole opens in the barrier, and the negative suction pressure, literally, I don't know what, but it sucks Orchid in slowly. And all the high immortals just like watch her in slow motion get sucked into the orb, like the tower. I'm like, why are they watching? Why don't they try to stop it? So she came here to save yes. him, but instead it got sucked into the tower. And when she's sucked in, the emperor takes the time, the chance to seal the barrier while it's weak. Because there's a foreign object going through the barrier, so it's weak right now. Uh -huh. It's not fighting him back as much. And Lord, the Lord uh, Corn Corn is like, No, Emperor! A fairy has fallen into the Hotian Tower. The seal has been repaired. We cannot risk opening it again. And he flies off. And Lord Cornelius watches as this little fairy with a mask falls deeper into the seal and goes through multiple layers of the portal and it looks like space that she's in. It's really weird, it's really trippy and she's like flying around. There's rainbow color of orbs flying around her and then she's just like flying around and slowly she sees another figure floating in space with long white hair just like this. He looks dead. Yeah, but the gravitational pull is pulling her closer to this guy, really close. And then she's about to bump into him and she stops herself by putting her hand out onto his chest. And he looks like he's sleeping. But the minute her hand makes contact, his eyes open. And there's this weird energy of orbs we see that pulls their bodies closer together until they're kissing. What? And it's giving K-drama moment of both of them eyes wide like, <gasps> Why are we kissing? And it was Dylan Wang. It was Dylan Wang, yeah, 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 uh -huh. yeah. And the orbs are flying and it's like magical, right? Listen, I know drugs are illegal in China, but like you cannot tell me someone created this show when they were sober. Like I just don't believe it. There's no way, right? Somehow, Orchid wakes up in this little patch of an island. So she's like on the ground of the portal now. Uh-huh. So it's like space and then ground. <laughs> Don't uh -huh. tell, don't ask about the architecture of this. I don't know. She's like surrounded by just what looks like a desert. And then she falls through the floor again. And then she ends up in like this other deserted forest. And then she sees a girl just sitting on the ground. But that girl, why is the girl wearing my dress? And she walks up to the girl. And the girl looks up at her. And it's Orchid. We find out that Orchid and Elliot, oh yeah, that guy's Elliot, Dylan Wang, the, yeah, the moon supreme leader, the high lord of the moon realm, they swapped bodies. I'm talking Freaky Friday, they swapped. <laughs> 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 they
Orchid, Freaky Friday this shit and they're swapping bodies. Orchid clearly has no idea what's going on, but Elliot seems to know and seems very comfortable in Orchid's body, okay? And just imagine that you're like watching your own self sitting on the ground and you're like, that's me. So Orchid is freaking the fork out, but it's actually Dylan Wang freaking out, you know what I mean? So like you gotta do the mental cartwheels on this one. And then that's what's going on. Elliot stands up in Orchid's body uh -huh. and starts choking Orchid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on screen, it's Orchid choking Dylan Wang. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and Dylan Wang being like, let me go! <laughs> in that voice? Yeah, pretty much, okay? <laughs> and then Elliot threatens Orchid to use these powers in his body. Do you get it? What, one more time? Okay, so basically because they've swapped bodies, yeah. Orchid has all the powers of the supreme leader of the moon. Oh, okay. So like the souls are not connected to the powers, the body is connected to the power. Okay. So she's more powerful than him right now. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why Elliot feels like he's on a high horse. He basically threatens Orchid, hey, now that you're in my freaking body, you're gonna use my freaking powers to break the Hotian Tower seal because I'm awake now. So use, instead of my spirit trying to break the seal, you woke me up, now break the seal. Uh... And she's like, wait, I know you. You're a criminal. You're trying to trick me into letting you out of here. Which like, yeah, <laughs> okay? Elliot chokes her. My patience is limited. Destroy the seal now, otherwise I'll kill you. Orchid rips his hand off of her, because remember, she's really strong now, because she's in Dylan Wang's body. And then she's like, then just kill me. I'm in your body, so you just kill your own body. And all you've done since I've got here is talk, 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 talk about you, 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 you. It's always me, 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 me. Well, guess what, okay? You always talk about how powerful your body is, Everyone in the immortal world is more powerful than me, so it's not really something to brag about. So no, you dusty little criminal, I'm not helping you get out of here. <laughs> you just reminded me. And because Elliot cares about world domination and Orchid just cares about her looks like most silly little brainless girls we are, Elliot threatens to chop off her hair. <laughs> and Orchid is like, fine, I'll do it! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he like cuts the hair using magical powers. Like literally all the hair stands up like this and gets chopped midair. And Orchid is pissed, so she starts pulling Elliot's long blonde hair trying to rip it out as retaliation. But it's just harder because she doesn't have scissors and she doesn't really know how to use magic yet. So she's just pulling. But we see something very interesting here. As Orchid is pulling Elliot's hair, Orchid's own head is moving. So we can gather we can assume that the physical pain of one body is felt on the other body. Mm. Uh-huh. That's so bizarre. Now, when this doesn't work, Orchid, in Elliot's body, falls to the ground and starts crying. My hair that took 1,000 years to grow! <laughs> no, it's, I can't even braid it anymore! I mean, bro, if it took you 1,000, oh, yeah. yeah, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> bro, I was crying after one haircut, okay? Yeah. And I was stuck in this stupid place with your stupid criminal body and I can't even take my exams to live in the fountain palace anymore. Stop crying. Stop. Does she know who he is? No. Just uh, some criminal because only uh, criminals are in the Hotin Tower. Uh. In an effort to get her to stop crying, Elliot repairs all of her damaged and cut hair back. So she goes back to her normal hairstyle. Happy now? Orchid stands up. 
clean yourself up, okay? It sounds romantic, like, oh, Elliot has actual feelings, but no, he just really hated seeing himself have emotions. Cause he's in Orchid's body, he sees himself like on the ground, like my hair! <laughs> like imagine being the supreme leader of the moon and you're like, my hair! <laughs> so he's like, Jesus Christ, clean yourself up, have some dignity, please. <laughs> Orchid is pissed. She just wants to get out of here. She didn't sign up for this. So with this newfound power, she stands up in Elliot's body, faces the barrier, and is like, fine, you want to get out of here? I'll get us out of here. And she throws her hands in the air, and there's these glowing orbs that come out, and um, they shoot her up into the air, Iron Man style, and she <laughs> falls flat on her face. Well, yes, his face, okay. And Elliot's just standing there. I've never, ever encountered someone as dumb as you. To be trapped with you will be a miserable existence. Yeah? Well, you think I wanted to be here? There is a cause for everything. In order for us to switch back, maybe we have to do what we were already doing. Dylan Wang is sitting pouting on the ground. And then he covers his mouth. <laughs> is, is he implying? Elliot tries to hold Orchid down to kiss her, uh, but technically it's Orchid trying to hold Elliot's body down, if uh -huh. that makes sense. And the whole thing is interesting in like a what the fork way. And Orchid is refusing and she's moving her face, but because she is super strong and has all the power in the world now, with Elliot's body, she throws Orchid's body off of herself and Orchid's body, AKA Elliot, goes flying into the seal and she's just like getting electrocuted. <laughs> Orchid has no choice but to go save her own body. So she flies up in Elliot's body, but because she's not that good at controlling his body and his powers, she ends up face slamming into Elliot and they kiss again. <laughs> and it's like a K-drama moment, but they make it back. Their bodies have switched, so all they have to do is make out now. Wait, they did switch back? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Done then. Done. Elliot is back in his evilsome body with his evilsome vibes and Orchid is just like giggle giggle again. She's like, ooh, my hair, right? <laughs> and with the power of the kiss, he manages to break the Hotian Tower barrier and his regular appearance comes back. So he actually doesn't have long white hair, he has long black hair and he wears these like crazy claw gloves. Like he looks really crazy, like really good. Not like good, wait, honey, no. <laughs> like really... Dark Lord vibes, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I'm talking black cape. Uh, yeah, and everything. So he mm -hmm. had a, his whole costume back. Yeah, yeah, his costume is back on, right? Magically. Wait, are they leaving? Are they outside now? No, they gotta fly out. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they gotta fly out. Okay. But he's not killing her. No, not yet. Because Wait. before she can um. <laughs> She's really scared. She's laying on the ground and she's back in her own body. She has no idea who this guy is, but clearly he's very powerful. So she says, <laughs> I just, uh, you just, what's the matter? You were so arrogant earlier. <laughs> Not really. I don't think that I was, was I? <laughs> I must repay you. And he grabs her to choke her, but something interesting happens. Remember how when Orchid was pulling her hair, Elliot felt it? And then the show like forgot about it for a second because like Elliot was, or Orchid in Elliot's body was falling all over the place and he didn't feel anything, but like, yeah. it's fine, okay? Don't forget the plot hole, just ignore it. Now that detail is back and as he's choking her, he realizes he can't breathe. <sighs> So even if their bodies have switched back, it's clear that it's clear that there's some sort of weird bond that was formed here. Bro, 
Come on. Either way, he doesn't have time for this right now. He has world domination plans. Orchid manages to grab a silver object laying on the ground, and when she touches it, she's transported out of the tower and she's free, which is great, I guess, because Elliot is gonna seal the tower back up. She lands in an enchanted forest, and the first thing she looks for is Lord Cornelius's leaf. Wait, I'm so confused. Yeah. So she touched something on the ground? Like, what? what, what is it? Bruh, I haven't seen this shit. This is my first time seeing that. Oh, it's like a little that. teleport thing. It looked like a little trophy. I was like, where'd that come from? Why didn't she touch it earlier? It's like Harry Potter then. Yeah. Like the transport trophy. Yeah. She touched it, she's back out. Yeah, but that's the first time seeing that in the show. So like, where'd she get it? Oh, uh, and he's still in there. Yeah. No, he's leaving. He's, he's levitating out and then sealing it back up. Why is he sealing it back up? Let me, we're going to get there, okay? Oh. So she's in the enchanted little forest and she's excited and relieved when she pulls out Lord Cornelius's leaf from her dress pocket and the lifeline is now intact. She did it, okay? Meanwhile, Lord Cornelius is hanging out with the Lord of the Fae. So the Lord of all the fairies. The Emperor is not the Lord of the fairies. Jeez. Or at least that's what I'm gathering so far. Correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, because things were getting lost in translation. At one point, the translations were making no sense, and I was like, all right, all right, I'll just be lost for the next two minutes, but that's okay, I'm sure it was nothing important, okay? <laughs> so, um, the Lord of the Fae likes to live in a painting, huh. so what Lord Cornelius would do is go into the painting and hang out with him in the painting. So cool. Yeah, and then they would like walk out together. So yeah. cool. We wow. Also, <laughs> we also find out that the emperor of the Fae is actually the brother of Lord Cornelius. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was just shocked. He was telling the Lord of the Fae, who he seems to be very good friends with, that he was shocked that his brother, the emperor, didn't even think twice about the innocent fairy that was locked and sealed in the Hotian Tower. Yeah, the Lord of the Fae is, however, not shocked. And we also discover through their conversations that um, Lord Cornelius has someone that he's in love with. I don't really know who, but he's just like really obsessed with someone. And he's like waiting for someone. And then both of them hear something in the distance. That sounds like the Hotian Tower. They both rush out of the painting and go check on the tower. The seal is intact. Then what was that noise? Must be nothing. And in that moment, one of the Lord's helpers runs out. Please, you, Lord, you must do something. The tower beyond the seal was damaged. Some criminals managed to escape. And tell me how Orchid managed to transport herself into that very enchanted forest that Lord Cornelius is at because he hears a noise and she has to hide behind a tree. Okay, what's going on? Yeah, so you're saying they were in the tower. Now they're in the forest? Yeah, remember she transported herself. Yeah, and then... The Lord they came to the forest because forest. it has a good view of the tower. Ah, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, they can't like, I don't know why they didn't fly over this time. They just like walked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, don't ask too many yeah. questions, I think, is okay. kind of the vibe that I was going with. Like, why didn't they fly? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know? So she's hearing, listening to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, the two criminals that escaped, because there were some criminals that also escaped when the seal was broken. And that, like, before Lord of the Moon could fix it up or whatever, right? They were arrested. They were caught. And thankfully, because of that ruckus, Lord Cornelius did not see Orchid in the forest. Okay. So really nothing came out of that scene. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, Elliot is out doing his thing. He's out and he's ready to jiggy. He's ready to party. He's ready to get going, right? He's pissed. He's been trapped for over 30,000 years. He wants to break the curse of his moon army too. He wants to free all 100,000 of his moon soldiers that have been trapped in their own bodies for 30,000 years. So we actually see him go visit the moon soldiers with his right-hand man who is not trapped. We're going to call him Sebastian, okay? And uh, all of his soldiers were trapped mid-battle. And we get a flashback of Lady Chidi, the powerful fairy that locked souls with Elliot and sealed their souls in the tower. Meanwhile, we see her sealing all of the soldiers into stone right at the battle site. She basically froze them in time. Mm. And they're all like running and they're frozen. Mm. And Elliot returns and he knows what he has to do. The moon realm was one of the most powerful realms in the whole world. But after he, quote, died, everyone thought he died. There had been civil unrest in the moon realm of who the next leader was going to be. Elliot had a little brother who clearly wasn't able to control the lands after he left. And the once powerful moon realm is probably one of the weaker realms now. The fairy realm has taken over. Their power and influence is growing. They're invading every corner of the moon realm, slowly. Those hypocrites. They trap me using dirty little tricks and now they want to take over our land when we have no clear leader. I will lead my men and wipe out the fairies. We will do what we once were doing again. Meanwhile, Little Orchid doesn't care. She takes all of her spirit stones that she's gathered and asks friends to borrow their spirit stones, like basically a bag of cash, and she goes to her local herbal shop to purchase the universe pills. It's like, um, it's like a scam. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, not herbal medicine is not a scam, but this lady is a scammer, okay? She's like, these are the new pills. I know that I said I could fix your roots earlier, but this one? Oh yeah, it's gonna fix it. But the problem is, you're gonna need three rounds of treatment normally. And normally, I give them out for double. Let me see your sack of spirit stones. I give them out for normally double what you're paying. But since we're friends, Maybe I can give you a 30% discount. So you'll still need to make a bit more. Orchid doesn't have more spirit stones, but she needs the universe pills. So she's crying and she's sobbing and she literally refuses to leave. She throws herself on the counter and she's like, I'm not leaving. I need these pills. And all or so they barter a deal. All Orchid has to do is pay her spirit stones, but also a deliver a package to the Leofan Pavilion. Is Leo Fan a name? Fun. No, I it's just like know. what they call it. Okay. It's like a pavilion. It's like a, its own little city. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't know. It doesn't look like they're part of the moon realm or the fairy realm. So you know how I said there's like all these other small realms? Uh-huh. So I think this is one of those small realms. And it's more of like a like a gangster vibe. Like think Las Vegas casinos underground. Like kind of seedy, uh -huh. interesting vibe. I like it. I like that it's a contrast to the fairy world that we've been in so far. And the only thing is, she does not tell Orchid how dangerous this pavilion is. Like the people there are freaking cruel. Their town center, like the... The middle ground for all of the community is this giant pot. Like, I'm talking a 10-story building-sized pot. And they just throw people in and it burns their souls. <laughs> so that's what they do for fun at this pavilion. Yeah. So everything at this show so far has been like Barbie pink. And now it's giving like cyberpunk. They also like kill people for just no reason. Okay. Now, Orchid goes to deliver the clothes to the pavilion's palace, and she finds a girl hiding in the closet, freaking out, and she's like, please don't kill me, 
please don't kill me. And Orchid's like, I'm not gonna kill you. Does anybody know you're here right now? No, they're gonna find me in the closet. Please don't say anything. What closet? Closet where? Literally in the pavilion. So she came as a delivery woman and uh -huh. she was like, hi, I'm delivering clothes. Uh-huh. And then they let her in and they're like, put it in that room. And then she opens the closet to put the clothes in and there's a girl in there. Uh -huh. And the girl okay. is like, please don't kill me. She's like, I'm not gonna kill you. Hold on. And then she turns her into a flower. So she's like, I'm gonna take her out of here because no one's gonna care if I'm taking out like a bouquet of roses. Okay. Right? But just as she's leaving, her bracelet vibrates. There's a destiny leaf somewhere near here, which is not allowed. All the destiny leaves are supposed to be on the destiny hall. Oh. She walks around and her bracelets gets more and more intense until she opens a door and the only thing in the room, in the middle of the room, is a floating leaf. She tries to walk in and grab it, but there's some sort of invisible barrier that she can't get through. But the destiny books always find the destiny book collectors. So the leaf comes to her. She grabs the leaf and she tries to see who the destiny leaf belongs to. And she's puzzled when she realizes it's a nameless destiny book. What does that mean? And as she's trying to escape, the leader of the pavilion, let's call her Fun, Fun stops Orchid and reveals the flower that she was carrying to be a girl. She like throws them up against the wall and the flower turns back into the girl. How dare you break into my home and steal from me? Who are you? I'm Orchid, I'm a fairy from the Fey Realm. Please, what do you want? And Fun starts whipping her and Elliot is standing there, contemplate, he's in his own realm right now. And he's with his little frozen soldiers. Uh -huh. And he's like, ow. Oh my god. And he rips off his glove. Wait, wait, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So when she's getting whipped. He's Elliot, getting whipped. Is she feeling it? She's feeling it and Elliot's feeling oh, it. Oh, they're both feeling it. And he takes off his glove and his shirt and there, well, he doesn't take off his shirt. He lifts it up and there's welts all over him. Oh my god. And his, Sebastian is like, Lord, are you all right? And he's so puzzled, but then he remembers how any mark or incident or any mark on Orchid's body reflected on his own body. That's the only explanation for what's going on. Meanwhile, we see Lady Fun lead Orchid to be killed, like executed in the giant stove, like the, the cauldron. Oh my god, they're gonna cook her. <laughs> they're gonna cook her, yeah, 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 like a little stew. It's like a human stew. It's like they don't care stew. that she's a fairy or anything no. like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and like if she was a high, high immortal. They will care, yes. Yes, but she she's just a regular schmegular fairy. They're uh, like, you came into my land. Okay. So I'm gonna kill you. Okay. You're going into the crock pot, basically, okay? But before she gets there, she's pushed off the bridge and she's about to die when the moon appears in the sky and the moon is like the size of a planet. And she is saved mid-fall, just like floating there. And everyone at the pavilion raises their swords, but their swords turn to ash and drip down their arms. They know what's going 